Hello everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries. This is episode 6. The kids are alright. And I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. So it's uh, week 250 of the pandemic. At least that's how, uh, that's definitely how it feels. And uh, it's been a while since all this started and basically changed everybody's life uh, here in Canada, in the US, pretty much worldwide. So I hope everybody's uh, doing well and keeping busy as well and not too, too affected by everything that's been happening. For some of us, some of you guys might have been at difficult times. Uh, hopefully um, everybody's still doing well and I think we can kind of see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel so uh, I know some of the countries actually announced uh, some uh, new kind of uh, relaxing the rules a little bit at least of some stores and businesses that are reopening so that's definitely a good sign and people going back to work so depending on which part of the world you're in I know here in Canada uh, it's actually starting um, In the next couple of weeks, it's been pretty much the same now, uh, maybe a month. But now, uh, the next couple of weeks, there'll be some uh, reopenings of some of the uh, non-essential businesses. So we'll see how that goes. So all that said, uh, hang in there. And uh, I hope you had opportunity to uh, maybe, like I mentioned the last podcast, maybe to discover some uh, new books, uh, maybe watch a bunch of uh, movies or series or even podcasts kind of go through the Apple podcast, Spotify, or whichever platform you're using and uh, found uh, maybe some little gems that you would not have found otherwise. So hopefully, again, everybody's doing well. So last week we talked about custody of the kids and quarantine and how to manage. And uh, we also talked about a court case Um, on how to deal with the children's custody during the quarantine. So going through houses and the shared custody, basically. I thought this week, just to kind of stay on the same uh, line of thought or something similar, I thought uh, I could talk a bit about the kids and divorce, which is quite a big topic. And and at this point, might even take more than one episode. So basically what I had in mind was maybe kind of spend one episode uh, discussing a bit about the divorce and the kids and see how they're affected. And also, I'm actually working on some interviews, hopefully for the next couple of episodes, some interviews of uh, kids and their thought on divorce and basically seeing their parents and how they felt at that time, are they feeling now, and just to have kind of a, a little bit of, a, I guess, real life experience and some feedback uh, on that front. Well, there's, there's two things, obviously. Divorce is a big thing, as we discuss, and a lot of uh, discussion, arguments, and everything between the parents, and a lot of decisions are made on that front. And sometimes a lot of those decisions are based on the kids themselves. So uh, it's not necessarily uh, in the best interest of the mother or the father or even the couple. A lot of times those decisions might be made or based on on the kids' well-being. So that's why it's really important, I think, to discuss and try to come up with uh, the best way to uh, make all this uh, a bit easier to go through. So even if, you know, it's never easy, but at least to kind of try to minimize the negative effect, I guess, on, on the kids and indirectly on the whole family. So, um, so yeah, so this week, that, that's what I had on the menu. I thought of uh, kind of dividing this uh, episode and maybe three different parts 
uh, first part we'll be kind of discussing a bit about my experience and how it went and also uh, I found an interesting article from the Scientific American magazine which is actually one of my favorite magazines I've been uh, reading it since I'm uh, I'm actually a kid so uh, they wrote an article a few years back called is divorce bad for children which was quite interesting when I uh, stumbled upon that one and uh, yeah I'll discuss a bit about that one and as the third part of what I wanted to talk about was uh, basically a few stories, some of the uh, Reddit as well, uh, subreddit and some of the, I would say channels, but I'm kind of old school talking about channels and RSC channels and everything else. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of discussion there and there's a lot of subreddit for, for the divorce and marriage and all this uh, relationship and everything else. So I kind of came upon uh, a few uh, comments from actual kids who gave their feedback about the divorce of their parents and things that they wish they would have done and not done. So it was quite interesting on that front. And like I said, hopefully, and not this episode, but hopefully the next episode, I would love to have uh, an interview, maybe my kids having an interview uh, with them to see what they think and at least get their view on that. I know I kind of mentioned it to I mentioned it to them quickly before, and they were all interested to get on the microphone and talk about it. It's been it's been what uh, almost pretty much four years, so I think there's a lot of time that passed since the initial separation, and I guess they're uh, I wouldn't say experienced, but they've lived through a lot of things during those years, and even before uh, during uh, the time that we were actually married. So I thought it would be interesting to, uh, to have them on here and, and ask them a few questions. So if I look back at the years during my marriage and uh, looking at the kids, I guess obviously once we uh, we got the kids, uh, I think it was a pretty standard, I think we were a pretty normal family with the kids. I mean, when uh, we first had our first kid, uh, there was obviously a lot of focus on, on her uh, since she was the first and... Uh, at that time, pretty much everything that was done was was done for her or it was about her, which is which is kind of normal. And I guess at that time, you tend to forget yourself a little bit and kind of put all your energy, whatever energy I've left, obviously, because uh, if you're lucky and have uh, good kids that sleep, I think that helps quite a lot. But uh, for example, in my case, it wasn't the case. Uh, there was no sleeping uh, nights for a very long time. So that definitely added to the stress for the whole family. But uh, that said, I think it was pretty much uh, normal. Um, at that point, uh, we're kind of sharing uh, kids' uh, duties, I guess, to, to get up, take care of the kids at night or, or during weekends, you know, take, uh, I would take the kids out. And, and yeah, it was kind of really shared between the two. And the kids grew up, I guess, in, I would say, probably a normal family. Uh, we were, I don't think we were fighting more than any other couples. And if we're fighting, I guess we were not doing it usually in front of the kids. It was more when they were asleep. So so I think on a, from their point of view, and maybe that's something they could confirm, but from their point of view, everything was, was kind of normal, pretty much like any other families. So I think um, when they got older, I think they probably uh, noticed there was maybe a bit more fights and obviously understand a bit more what's happening but at the same time like I said I don't think I don't think there was nothing out of the ordinary when it's kind of started for them to notice that something maybe was up or that uh, maybe they were a bit concerned is when they got older and 
didn't uh, go to bed at six every day, uh, every night, and <laughs> were spending their time up. And they could see sometimes how we would be mad at each other. And yeah, they uh, obviously didn't like that. And there were some comments made about that uh, a few times. But at the same time, there was nothing serious. And the more we were going, I guess, the older they were, they, they would get. They would have friends that have parents that uh, were getting divorced or were divorced. And they could see and maybe even talk to them a bit about, about that or their friends were talking to them about it. So they could see kind of the dynamic of uh, being a kid from uh, with uh, the divorced parents. So I guess that's probably at that point where they kind of probably came home and realized that there was some things maybe that friends or something that they saw that were similar and probably a few things came up in their head. So yeah, when they were older, it happened a couple of times during fights or bigger fights. Uh, like I said, trying always to not do it in front of them, but it would happen that it would come uh, to us and ask us if uh, we would divorce or if we stay together. And so they were getting a bit concerned on that front. And I think what happened is when uh, maybe a couple of years before the actual separation, the fighting was becoming more constant. And I'm pretty sure they noticed as well the distance between, between the parents, between us. And I'm sure they kind of, you were putting things together a little bit. And they definitely realized that uh, we were not happy. And uh, that was also impacting most probably the whole relationship, family relationship. I mean, we would go out, uh, all of us, and there was, you know, often fights about little things or different things. And not necessarily fight between uh, us parents, sometimes fights with kids and things like that. But definitely there was a lot more tensions. And I guess they would see as well that we wouldn't spend too much time together. And uh, if they noticed it, they didn't say anything. So all the way up to, I guess, when it was time for the separation, we sat down, myself and uh, my ex, and we sat down to discuss a plan to tell the kids. So that's after we got a pretty big fight. Uh, that was one of the last ones. The kids obviously heard. Um, it's hard to be, I mean, especially when the kids are like 10 and 14. I mean, they're older and it's pretty hard to be kind of quiet, even if you're in the basement, even if you try to, to not do it while, uh, while they're awake. So they were aware of that. And there was one particular time where it exploded. And I decided myself at that point to kind of go out and pretty much I left for the day just drove around and walked around and thought about that and I think that was kind of uh, the moment where I knew that it was kind of a you know we talked about the point of no return at some point uh, in the past episode but uh, that was that was it I think at that point and there was a lot of thinking on my side and like I said I spent probably four or five hours out just walking in parks and just thinking about all this and how we could go forward and I remember going back home and having the discussion with my ex at, and discussing the plan forward so that he couldn't continue like that. It was a while, nobody was happy and we had to figure out a way. So we talked about it and obviously the main topic that came out of that was the kids. Like most, I won't generalize, but I guess like probably a lot of couples, this doesn't just come out of the blue so it's been a while and it's kind of been uh, uh, going and and at one point like it's like the the glass you know the last drop in a glass and that's where uh, you know you can't take it so 
So it wasn't really a, a surprise to both of us. And uh, so we sat down, actually discussed, and the main topic was the kids because that's, as I was saying before, it's always, it's diff it's normal. I mean, you have kids, you're their parents, you're there to protect them and try to impact them the least possible. And I'll be honest, I mean, a lot of the thought that I had was definitely taking the kids in consideration. But at the same time, when the decision was made to separate, I really felt selfish because that was kind of one of the first time in my life that I would put myself first, which all the years before was always the kids and the family that was first. So, uh, so it was a big thing and a lot of guilt at that point. But uh, in my mind, doing that would make everything better and even the kids would benefit from it. From it. Uh, just not seeing all those those fights and that tension that's always there and and never know you know kind of walking on eggshells a lot of the time so so in my mind that was something difficult to do and again i was feeling guilty but at the same time i thought it was something necessary and i hoped uh, that it would it would have been for the best so so that was my thought of course like a lot of people uh, they don't want to separate or divorce because of the kids and they wait until they get older. And that was my thought. But surprisingly, I think looking back and knowing what I know now uh, and reading, because I re read quite a lot about it, um, I think really staying for the kids is not always the best the best solution. And uh, I'll, put, I'll explain why, why a little bit later. But um, I think at the end of the day, kids want to see their parents happy and as much as it might hurt and it's hard to understand at the beginning especially when they're younger uh, I think at the end it benefits everybody and everybody's happier and the kids are raised in a much more happier environment and they see that their parents can be happy and basically influence them and hopefully uh, you know they learn from it and when they get older and they get into relationships they can actually have good good role models of parents being happy but again i won't lie to you probably anyone listening to this it's a big dilemma uh, a lot of time you just want to you know just leave and just quit everything and just start from zero but um, a lot of times if you have kids that's probably what keeps the couples together the most and uh, make them uh, stick together as long as they can until really you get to that point so so that was a bit the same thing. So the, the big thing we, to go back at the discussion, we sat down and talked about uh, what we would do and how we'll announce the kids and everything else. And uh, we did it. I think the couple of days after we sat down, the kids were there and they knew something was coming. And uh, so we told them that basically it wasn't really uh, working out. And I know it's difficult and we kind of tried to reassure them and and telling them that everything will be all right, that we'll still, you know, be their parents and some things might change, but we'll both still there and, and try to do the best to, uh, to minimize uh, all, uh, I would say conflicts, but yeah, to minimize the impact of, of this decision uh, to them. So uh, the funny thing is it was probably the hardest for, for me, at least. I mean, I know uh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty emotional and the kids actually took it, I would say, pretty well. I mean, if I can say that for that kind of a decision. And I think their first comments or one of the first comments was, yeah, we knew that was coming and we knew, uh, you know, we felt that uh, uh, that was coming. So honestly, it was more surprise to us than them, I guess, really. 
and it was probably more difficult at that point in time uh, for us than them. So, so we had a discussion. It was pretty calm, and I remember it was a bit surreal. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, and they reacted actually very well on that front. They they, they had some questions, uh, typical questions: how will work, and will they stay, and 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 how everything will work, but nothing much more than that. I mean, to be honest, that was probably one of the toughest moments in my life. <laughs> uh, yes, it's not a moment I'd like to repeat. It went, like I said, okay, but it's really, I mean, when you you have uh, people that you love as much as, you know, you love your kids, uh, coming up with those kind of uh, uh, discussions and coming up with those um with those topics and announcing to them that, you know, their family that they've known their whole life and that's supposed to be a family uh, will not exist as it was before. A family will still be there, but it will be different dynamic. Uh, it's it's very difficult. I have to say, after telling them, I was a bit uh, somehow relieved, but at the same time, I can't say really relief. I think it was more kind of a Okay, so what next? So that was that was one of the tough moments. And I think the important thing is as well, and just to, I think the important point during that discussion is really to make them aware that it's not their fault. Because that's the thing with kids, right? Every time something happens, a lot of them will try to blame that on them. It's like, well, I know I wasn't, I wasn't good. I wasn't listening. I wasn't do that. I'm sorry. Is it because of that? Is it because, you know, uh, me and my sister were always fighting. Is it because of this or that? So I think it's really important to say that it's a decision that's been made between both parents. And as much as it impacts greatly the kids, it's definitely not their fault. And it started before them even. So uh, they're not uh, they're not responsible for what's happening at all. And actually they're responsible probably for a lot of parents staying together longer than they should. And I remember like talking to my son and yeah, it was a lot of crying and everything else. And his first words were, you know what, I'm sorry, I'll try to do better and, and try to blame, blame himself. And, and I think when I said before that the, the toughest moment was to tell them, I think uh, beside that, that moment when uh, I was talking to my son and he was telling me that it was probably one again, the most uh, difficult, touching moment and hardest moment in my life. I mean, I tried to reassure him, and like I said, uh, it's hard at their age to sometimes, I think at the time it was around 10, 9 or 10, so I think it's hard, definitely hard at their age to kind of uh, fully understand what's happening, but the key here is to make sure that they understand that it's not their fault. After a couple of days, it was more questions and how we would do it, and it was a bit uh, kind of weird, I have to say, because <laughs> everybody kind of look at each other and not really know what to say or what to do. But as kids, you know, they always have questions. So they will come up and, and ask about uh, the living arrangements and, and uh, the time they would see. And even they came up, came up uh, to us and said that they wanted to have half and half time uh, with the parents, which was definitely what we were looking at. So, so that was an interesting moment. And uh, I guess, again, it's a very important moment that changes everybody's life forever. So as much as it's a tough moment for us, for the parents, uh, it changes everybody's life. It changes the kids' life. And they want all their life they were in with their family, as secured and everything else. And all of a sudden, all that is kind of uh, is kind of changing and shifting. And uh, sometimes it's hard to realize how that will end up. So like, it's the unknown, obviously. 
and at their age you know all they want is to have their parents and be secure and that's you know feel secure and that's the most important thing so when that is kind of a uh, disrupted somehow that's when everybody becomes a bit uh, nervous and not sure how this will go so so that was before and i guess during you know the announcement of separation to the kids so then once the announcement was made i guess uh, a couple of days after there was a few questions here and there and how what would be next as well so uh, the first thing was on i guess uh, our side to find a mediator uh, we had discussed about some arrangements and how we would see it. Uh, the idea was, for example, for uh, me to find another place. So what I tried to do is obviously uh, involve the kids as much as possible. So I would go start looking for places and actually bring the kids with me because they would be living there at least half the time. So I really wanted them to be involved. And I think they actually appreciated that. And it was less scary. And they liked uh, giving their opinion too. So going to visit apartments and having, you know, my kids with me and listening to their opinion and what they like, what they didn't like, what they wanted, what they didn't want. So I think definitely that helped to kind of uh, clear up a bit of the unknown of all this. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. They don't know where it's going. So I guess um, having them involved is definitely helped a lot. So once we found the apartment, it was time for moving, obviously picking rooms and everything else and all this uh, this fun stuff. Uh, which they actually almost already had done when we started visiting the apartment. And so we did the move on that. And I have to say that it was, again, pretty surreal. <laughs> Once the move is done and I'm out in my own place and the kids are with me half the time, a week out of two, and probably the first couple of months were a bit weird and a bit difficult uh, to adapt. I mean, my daughter is older, so, you know, they pick their rooms and she kind of, was okay with it it was kind of weird to have another bed another bedroom and uh, sleeping somewhere else than home which was home before and also just having me not having uh, you know their mom there so that was kind of an adjustment for everybody uh, even myself I mean also then getting by myself with with the two kids so it was weird for everyone and we tried to make it I tried to make it as easy as possible so I remember at the beginning doing a bunch of activities with them getting out of the house and uh, trying to continue to live as you know I wouldn't say as nothing happened but to try to find a normal even though I, it's not it will never be back the same way of course but just trying to see how uh, we would uh, adapt and, and function with that so that was it and uh, I remember the first few nights for the, my youngest for my son it was difficult to be a uh, you know, going to sleep and just having one parents. And I can say goodnight over the phone and things like that, but it's tough and it kind of sinks in. I think that's where probably, and they might come from that uh, when we uh, have some interviews with them. But I think the, the, the toughest part was to kind of uh, let that sink that, okay, now there's only one parent and you won't see your mom or your dad for a week, for example. And you go to bed without necessarily, I mean, you talk to them over the phone, but you don't have them there to hug them and kiss them. So, so it was, it was a bit tough for a few weeks. And again, being in a new place, the same thing as when you move in a new apartment, uh, everything is new. So it's, it's not easy. It takes a while for everybody to adapt. I would say it took probably, hmm, probably took about a month or two before everything became normal, if you want. <laughs> I mean, I think it took about a couple of months before we got a routine and the kids starting 
been used to their room, uh, the uh, the place, and also like the surroundings. And so it was during the summer too. And that's one thing as well that I didn't mention. And I know, you know, it cannot, it cannot always be planned that way, but the way we had done it as well is we wanted to kind of do it during the summer. So at least, you know, the school is not involved and they, they are home. So uh, there's a couple months during the summer break where this all can sink in and also get used to a new place and a new routine and everything else. So I think that also kind of helped that they didn't have to deal with school during that time. Even when, when they went back to school after a couple months, uh, luckily on my side, uh, it went well. They went back to school and school wasn't affected and they still did well and actually did even a bit better. So I was uh, pretty happy with that because I wasn't sure, again, I hear stories about kids uh, obviously uh, pretty impacted with that and, and having difficulties now at school and everything else. So so I was lucky on that side for sure. So yeah, so after a few months, I guess, uh, kind of became, uh, you know, we got our routine and everything going and it was getting a bit better on that side and they were getting used to um, kind of going one place and the other place at the beginning. and. So, so that was good. Over time, obviously, the switching back and forth, and they'll probably say that as well, is probably one of the difficult times. Even now, after four years, uh, I guess the most difficult part that they always mention is the switching back and forth. I mean, they want to spend time with their, both their parents, but at the same time, to, it's not like you have double of everything at, at both places. So you have to bring bags from one place to the other. And that's really a pain in the butt, especially when you go to school and you have school bags and you have homework and and uh, that's why I think parents have to be uh, un- uh, very understanding and flexible on that front and knowing that kids will forget things from one place to the other. And it's kind of normal, especially at the beginning, and to kind of work with them to uh, to make it easier. Because uh, even if you're frustrated that you have to drive back to the other parent's house to pick up stuff, they're also trying to get used to it. And they're frustrated about that as well. <laughs> that's something I think that kind of remain and even a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I was talking to the kids about that too. And and that was still one of the top uh, pain, I guess, uh, that they had was was uh, the switching back and forth. So all that said, after a couple of years, this is becoming the norm. And everybody kind of got used, is used to it now. And uh, I think there's not many surprises. And, and it's pretty smooth, I would say, for the most part. And everybody's doing well uh they're at school they're still doing well on that front and uh, they became teenagers and everything else and uh you know they had uh, they had some discussion with friends as well they have friends that they talked to and they got some feedback and and they could kind of semi-relate if you want and even the surrounding around so so uh, i think they uh, adapted well uh, over the year and now it became the norm and uh, it's pretty much their life now. So that's something I'm kind of uh, happy about it. That said, I don't know when they get older, how this would affect them and how they'll be affected. For the moment, they'll actually look normal, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I don't know, like when they start having relationship and see how that goes. Hopefully this was a good learning experience and they can actually see their parents happier and, and see how a relationship should be instead of... Uh, living in you know the kind of uh, a bit more kind of toxic relationship where a lot of fighting and and everything else and nothing is kind of shown on that front which bring me to uh, again another topic and just to a little segue from what i was just saying that hopefully they turned out okay and you know they will have a decent relationship a good relationship when they get older 
so before before doing this podcast, I told myself, you know what, let, let me do a bit of research and see what's out there. I was just curious to see if there was anything about kids and divorce and you know, everybody loves statistics. I love statistics. I even have a, I've even had a whole show on statistics. So um, I was kind of curious to see how, if there was anything out there, how kids turned out uh, from divorced parents. Did they turn out better, worse? Uh, are there any uh, learning experience? So that's why I was mentioning earlier in the podcast that uh, I found this article called uh, from Scientific American called Is Divorce Bad for Children? And subtitled The Breakup May Be Painful, But Most Kids Adjust Well Over Time. So that was very encouraging. Uh, just going through the article and again i'll put it in the maybe in the show notes or if anybody's interested uh, having uh, the link or anything else more information they can also reach out to me i'll definitely uh, send it your way so the idea was of this article there's been some research made about uh, kids that went through divorce and see how you know once they get older and they get uh, into relationship and then get married and everything else how they turned out basically so this article was written in March 1st, 2013. So we're talking about seven years ago. And at the time, uh, there was about statistically about 1.5 million children in the U.S. whose parents uh, were divorcing. So that's about the statistics. I would tend to think that that's seven years ago that uh, this statistic probably sadly went up. But uh, just to give an idea. And uh, so what's been happening as well is, I guess they were kind of uh, wanted to do a bit of investigation how the kids turn out, kids from divorce, and see if there's any uh, correlation between kids that went through divorces and kids that are still uh, with their uh, living with their family. So basically what they say is, is, you know, there's obviously a lot of parents that divorce for different reasons. And this is also an impact. This also impacts the kids. Uh, when uh, the reasons for divorce is violence and things like that, definitely that might have a different type of impact uh, with the kids. But if we talk about, uh, you know, a, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say a normal divorce because I don't know what's a normal divorce, but something like, you know, the, the parents don't uh, want to live together anymore and it's more kind of everybody wants to go their way and, and without uh, too much drama on that side. So basically, that's what a study, a 2002 study that was done uh, at the University of Virginia was saying. The, many of the children were experienced short-term negative effects from the divorce, like ex especially anxiety, anger, shock, and disbelief, which were definitely normal. But uh, typically, those reactions will diminish or even disappear by the end of the second year. And there's only a minority of kids that will suffer longer. So basically, what you're saying, first couple of years first two years that's where the biggest impact is and after that that kind of fades away a little bit and and uh yeah there's not much effect after that also those uh, same researchers they uh, they decided to see if there was an impact of the age of the children versus when you decide to divorce so is there an impact if you decide to go through divorce when the kids are younger when the kids are or, you know, 10 or when the teenagers or later. So they did some research as well on that front. And the studies really found that there's just a small difference uh, between the different age groups. So really, at the end of the day, age doesn't really matter as far as impact the kids. So that kind of confirms that adults or parents decide to wait uh, longer to get a divorce just to not affect the kids. But at the end of the day, maybe again, it's some studies and <laughs> there's probably other studies con 
contradicting that one, but for, as far as uh, that study goes, those studies go in that article is really there's no impact and there's no difference, uh, you know, for the decision of getting divorced when they're younger or older, which is uh, something interesting because maybe that's some kind of misconception that, yeah, I better wait when they're older so it will be easier for them. Also, an, another interesting point is uh, also they studied uh, some cases. So basically the effects of uh, conflicts before the separation. So there's some people that kind of, you know, some couples that would keep that uh, to themselves and basically announce the kids that we're getting a divorce versus people that fight for years or a year before and decide to announce for divorce. So funny enough, or I guess it makes sense, but uh, what they found in those research is that basically kids adjust better when uh, they expose the conflicts uh, initially. So, and it kind of makes sense, you know, if these, if there's conflicts like uh, before the, the decision to get a divorce, it's kind of not a surprise to them and they see it coming and they kind of see what's happening and they have a better idea and understanding of, of what's happening. So I wouldn't say it's a bit easier, but at least it's less of a surprise when it's announced to them and uh, maybe their reaction is better. And, and that, that would probably be, let's say in my case, like I mentioned before uh, announcing to my kids, which I was surprised that they took it so well and, and even the comment that they saw it coming. So that research uh, in that article actually uh, confirmed that, that it's, uh, it's kind of better if, uh, if, in a way, if they see it coming, if you want, as uh, strange as it sounds. Also, there was uh, some research about the impact on the kids when they're younger, but there was also some uh, research that were done. I think there's a paper, actually a book in, uh, that was written in 2000 that was basically suggesting there was case studies, details case studies suggesting that most adults where children of divorce experience serious problems such as depression and relationship issues when they got older. Uh, funny enough, there was more, uh, like I said, obviously I'm just listing some of the research and I mean, you guys are more than welcome to read some of the books and the papers there and make your own opinion. But uh, there was some research that were done a bit more recently in another book, actually, in 2002, well, which is not that recent, but that book, basically what it was saying and some of the case study they did, there was basically 25% of the kids that grew up as adults and had some uh, some problems like depression, anxiety at, uh, when they got older versus 10% of the kids who had the exact similar problem from parents that are that were still married. So really uh, the difference between divorced or married was, I would say, if you look at those numbers, about 15%. So it's really not that big of a difference. So that's kind of a bit reassuring on that part. And again, I'm for the uh, opinion that hopefully that will help them in the future. And if they see their parents happy, that might give them some tools to uh, better manage uh, their relationship. And again, just be happy themselves when they get older. So that that's pretty much the core of the article. And like I said, I invite uh, you all to uh, have a look at it if you want and read a bit more about it. Uh, it's an interesting article. And in that article, there's also the reference for various books that were written uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago. So it is kind of starting to date a little bit, but I would think that uh, problems are kind of similar. So that would give a good, uh, a good idea on that front. So that's uh, pretty much what I had for this week. Maybe one last thing before closing. I know I 
I was mentioning at the beginning that I was doing a bit of research and I found a few posts from uh, kids of divorce and they were actually giving their opinion on that front. And it was quite uh, surprising, I have to say. I mean, I was kind of expecting it a little bit, but really having kind of uh, the opinion from a child from, uh, from failed marriages and from divorce was kind of interesting. And to be honest, a lot of the posts are kind of saying the same thing. A lot of the posts from the children. For example, I have one here that says that, you know, as a child that grew up with parents who had no affection towards each other, and they said, please don't do this. Don't uh, just stay together for the sake of the children. Because what he's basically saying is giving a bad example to him and his siblings. And, you know, as how is a healthy relationship? So their understanding of a healthy relationship is based on how their parents were together. So it's definitely not the right example to set for your children uh, to do well in life. So basically when they knew or kind of knew that the parents were staying together for them, for the kids, uh, when they realized that, it made them feel guilty, that they wished that their parents would have made different decisions to be happy. Because at the end of the day, you know, the kids want to have their parents with them, but they want their parents to be happy. And uh, I think uh, another point that they made as well is a lot of parents use the kids as an excuse. And they said, don't use us as an excuse because, uh, you know, it's your happiness and and you're allowed to be happy and, and your kids will be happy if you're happy. So, and again, it gives a bad example <laughs> to your children saying that, yeah, you just stay together for the kids, even if I'm not happy. So... Yeah, everybody's situation is definitely different. And there was other posts there that were the opposite too. Uh, again, it depends how the relationship was going inside the marriage, which definitely has an impact. If it's a toxic relationship, uh, violence and everything else, definitely that's uh, completely, completely different. Uh, but again, basically what a lot of uh, those kids are saying is, please don't stay together for the sake of the kids. It's not a good reason. And at the end of the day, the kids will be happy and it will be a better example for them. And their relationship will be better and they'll learn from their parents. And they'll learn to not accept anything uh, that goes, uh, you know, in their life and to be happy. That it's up to them to be happy. So that was kind of uh, interesting and, and refreshing. Uh, because like I said, I know a lot of people, I would say, use the kids' excuse. I mean, I'm the first one. Uh, that's the reason as well that... Uh, it, we kind of decided to divorce later than earlier because because of the kids and you want them to be uh, older but that doesn't seem to be the case and I think uh, at the end of the day and I see it now seeing how the kids are reacting and everything I think they're a lot happier uh, in that environment and they're also a lot happier to see their parents happy so um, and I can see in their new relationship as well since uh, my daughter is at the age now that uh, there's uh, boyfriends and uh, I just hope that you know she learned from what's been happening and that she knows that she needs to be happy in life so uh, another post that kind of caught my eyes too uh, before we go is from another uh, child from a, a healthy I guess marriage and relationship his parents basically stayed married until I, I guess until they passed away so and he was saying you know, still at 80 years old, they were still uh, completely in love and, and together and happy to be together. And he basically finished the post by saying that uh, it was also the reason why he's divorcing now. 
uh, with his current wife because he saw how a happy relationship should be. He saw his parents being happy and he wasn't accepting the relationship that he was in. So, you know, even staying married, I mean, that uh, kind of gave them an, a, a good example of how a healthy relationship should be and kind of pushed him to, uh, to basically uh, let this one go and try to find what, uh, what his parents had. So, so we had kind of both, uh, both sides of the stories on that one too. So bottom line is the kids will learn no matter what. And hopefully as parents, you want to give them the best values uh, in life so that they can, you know, they can do that when they get older, they can use them. So just to be happy and you want them to see you happy and you want them to understand that they have the right to be happy. Again, doesn't mean uh, divorcing is a solution, but I think it means not to settle. And I think that's a good thing. At least that's the way I see it. So that's it for this week. Thank you again for joining and uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more, uh, obviously there's another five more that have been po posted. So please feel free to go back and just listen to them all. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach me uh, on Gmail, on my Gmail address at the, the divorcedaddiaries at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook page which you can join, uh, The Divorce Dad Diaries. I've been posting some updates of the podcast as well. And hopefully, I know the podcast is still new, but hopefully having some discussions uh, over there as well and get some of your feedback. So please don't hesitate if you have any feedback. Just uh, send me an email, go on a Facebook group. I also have a Twitter account, The Divorce Dad uh, Diaries, and also Instagram as well if you're if that's something that you're interested in as well. So please uh, feel free. And uh, like I said, I'm open to any questions, any comments, or if you have any suggestions for next episodes, please feel free to reach out. So until then, I hope you stay safe and have a great time and we'll talk soon. Thank you.